Good evening and welcome to the Dad Lineal, a podcast where we discuss parenting in a digital age. My name is Bob and I am a father of three, ages six, four, and two. Got a couple guests with me today. Number first off is a very old friend of mine from back in Minnesota, father musician Globetrotter, Justin Brood. How are you doing today? I'm doing well, Bob. A very typical Wednesday for me. Exhausted at the end of the day because I got no sleep because I bartended last night. I can only... My wife now works in a restaurant, so she does kind of your shift. Yeah. Like So I'm working yeah. days. Right. Um, putting the yeah. you know putting the kids to bed, and then um, she's working at night, and then comes home kind of in classes. So I totally understand where you're coming from. But you have a side hustle, a bluegrass band. Did you yeah. want to kind of put in a quick plug? Because you're about to go on tour. You're about to escape. Yep, I'm about to run away for three days, but we're going to be traveling a lot. Um, yeah, I play in a bluegrass band called Pert Near Sandstone, and we're based out of Minneapolis and St. Paul, and we travel around the country, and uh, we've been to Europe a few times the last few years, and yeah, it's a great escape for me to get out of the parenting world and, and still hold on to, um, you know, that that dream that we all had when we were 24. What was that dream? I don't remember that dream. Travel the world playing music. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. And then, uh, did you, do you have a website, right? Can can you find it on? Yeah. It's on all the streaming, all the streaming stuff. Yeah. You get a half cent or something for every every third of a play. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Also joining us. Right. And I believe from Chicago, correct? I know Detroit, Detroit. Oh, Used oh, to be Chicago. There's an edit, Bob. Wah, wah. Yep. Oh, I'm editing that out. From Chicago, Ryan McKillen. How are you Detroit. doing, Ryan? Detroit. From Detroit. Uh, I'm sorry. Yeah. No, you're good. Um, I'm doing all right. Doing all right. Nice to actually meet you guys. I guess I don't actually know you, either of you. Yeah. Sorry. Justin and I have known each other for a long time. I remember one of my favorite memories with Justin is watching, was it the 2008 a gold medal game between Canada and the U.S. hockey? You remember that? Was that? Yeah. Wow, it's good. Hey, we lost. Where were we? Shoot, I think it was at your house, wasn't it? The castle? No. No. Somebody's house. Anyways, good, good, good memory, Bob. Yeah, I mean, we're <laughs> bonding right here. But Ryan, you, why don't you give us a, a kind of a quick bio of what what you got going on? Uh, well, I am a single dad um, of one four year old boy. And um, apart from that, I work for a consulting firm in the legal department and um, once in a while do improv comedy. Uh, Those are kind of my main focuses of anything of major interest. Um, Yeah, pretty much it. Fantastic. Justin, I forgot to ask you because I've always, like, for this show, I always envisioned that we would stand up and be like, Almost like an AA meeting. Like my name is Bob. Yeah, I have, I have two. I have two kids, two boys, almost five and almost two is how we refer to them now. Because our oh. one year old, our one year old is like, he's definitely a two year old at this point. <laughs> but he doesn't turn two until the end of January, so I'm not gonna say he's one. But I say almost five and almost two. But uh, they're two. They, so yeah, like they're Ryan, cute, we man. Got the same age boy. I got a two year old boy too, and I have two. My two older ones are girls. Is every son like a tornado, like a force of nature? I don't know. My son is 
He's destroying in, in everything. In what way? Just like hyper or what? No, he means very well, but is then he he's very, yeah, he's very sweet, but he's very precocious, and he he's yeah. just like I want to let myself into the kitchen and get myself some juice, even though I'm I'm a little kind of shaky about lifting up this juice. Oh yeah, I mean and I would also say that crash. My, I would say that my two year old is the same way. He sees his older brother do everything and. He was very insistent from much earlier age about doing things on his own mm-hmm. and being a fussy eater, sadly. Like, Louis ate way better when he was this age, but we kind of, like, threw in the towel already with Ray, like, whatever. <laughs> You're going to yeah. be fussy, be fussy. <laughs> uh, I, just, I, I don't have the patience anymore, you know? <laughs> exactly. Well, thank you both for being on here. Uh so first, some business. We are brought to you today by the Aging Hipster Rewatch. This is my movie rewatch podcast where we have finished up. We're finishing up Star Wars right now, and we are launching straight into rom-com territory in January with my buddy uh, Toby. We're doing Love Actually for Christmas, and then we're going to do a few more romantic comedies, and that should be a lot of fun. And yeah, just keep on subscribing to the feed, and I have a Facebook group. Please join it's the Aging Hipster Network. Search it out on Facebook. So let's get into the show, The Dead Lineal. So basically, I kind of wanted to take a little bit of time, not a lot, to kind of outline the goal of the show since it's the first show. So the goal of the show is really to kind of have some, have some conversations about parenting. We are going to have basically kind of one big topic and three segments to each show. First, we're going to talk about our parenting triumph, losses, and hacks of the week. Second, we're going to hit any dad news that might be popping up. Third, we're going to tackle our topic of the week. This week, we are discussing the time right before we we became dad lineals. Uh, so I'm going to title this episode, The Calm Before the Storm. The time when we heard that the baby was on the way, it all still didn't seem real and what we expected. So to help out with these segments in the future, I have set up a special voice mailbox, a Google voice mailbox, for all of you dad lineals and mom lineals to call in. The number to this is 512-666-9165, 512-666-9165, the number of the beast. Call, leave some messages. Next episode, I like to talk about baby stuff. Uh, so basically, do I really need all this crap? What baby <laughs> stuff did you actually use? What just went out into the dumpster? So give the Dead Lineal hotline a call at 512-666-9165. Thank you for bearing with me. Let's get into some parenting triumphs, losses, and hacks of the week. I'll start it off. My wife told me that my uh, four-year-old daughter, Agatha, decides she's going to join the band. She's forming a band. Is going to be named Snowman Blood. And I was like, I am so proud of you. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty rad. All right, Ryan, what do you have? Um, mine's a mine's a combination hack and triumph. Um, a relatively small apartment, and um, my son has a single hook for his, his coat, scarf, and um, back when he's at my house, um, and. Never, ever, ever will hang up his coat or scarf. We've just started to win get him to put it on the back of a chair. So <laughs> lately, he's four, so it, this is kind of like, I think he knows what's going on. I think he's just playing along. But lately, 
when he when we get to the door, he knocks on the door and starts saying like saying hi saying hi to our house. And so I've started just doing a voice whenever he talks to the house, responding back to him. And so yesterday he came in and he said hi house, and I was like hi Max, how's it going? And I saw him throw his jacket and scarf on the floor. And I said, you know, Max, I can feel your jacket on the floor, and I'm really not into it. Maybe we should hang it up somewhere instead. And he still didn't do it, and I was like, this jacket's getting real heavy. Eventually, he felt bad for the apartment and hung his stuff up. So That's awesome. Basically, my girlfriend pointed out, she was like, so your your, your dad hack is lying. And I was like, yeah. That's oh, come 50% on. of the gig. <laughs> Whatever it takes. Exactly. Yeah, 50% of this job is lying. <laughs> yeah, I would agree. But like right. you're using the improv skills along with like oh, yeah. you know, role play and all that. I think that's great, man. I'm going to use that. All right, Justin, how about you? Uh, mine, I think it would be all three in one, a triumph, a, a, a loss, and, and a – well, it's not a hack. I mean because – but Louis has uh, – <laughs> I don't know if I should admit this. He, <clears throat> he has learned how to moon. Uh, <laughs> and he definitely his, – his timing is impeccable and his placement of the moons is spot on. And I, I'm very proud because he's he's got great comedic timing and he understands – what's funny about it. And uh, <laughs> I just hope that he also understands that it's nothing that can happen outside of the walls of this house <laughs> until he's at least, you know, a teenager and he's doing it to his friends. Oh, that's pretty good. How, how funny does Laura think it is? She's on board. We okay. are terrible parents. We encourage terrible <laughs> behavior. <laughs> good luck with that. My, uh, my ex-wife called me two weeks ago to let me know that our son had stood up and farted on our dentist or his dentist. <laughs> stood up in the chair, turned his ass uh, towards the dentist and just let it fly. Nice. Like, oh, we God. have to learn, teach him that this is not okay outside of our houses. All right. Well, that was great. Let's get into some dad news. I don't know if all of you have checked this out. But Disney Plus or Disney Plus, as they like calling it, France. Uh, have you guys uh, checked this out yet? Uh, it comes with my Verizon. I haven't opened it yet, though. That's like oh. a Pandora's box. I feel like. Kind of, Ryan. I was a day one adopter and more excited about it than my kid was. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we, the day it came, we watched Flight of the Navigator, which was one of my favorite movies when I was four years old. And I've been devouring The Simpsons and Marvel movies and stuff. He rarely ever watches it. I <laughs> yeah. It yeah, there's a lot of motivation to do it. I mean, there's multiple seasons of The Simpsons I haven't seen, but I used to be so devoted to watching that show. Yeah, there's Chip and Dale's Rescue Rangers. Um, there's Tailspin. Do you remember that, Justin? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, there's original content too. There's you know the Mandalorian is a, a new yeah. Star Wars show. There's all kinds of stuff. So yeah, yeah. well worth seven bucks a month. So so far it seems like Disney Plus still up in the air. There's a lot of stuff for dads there, especially with some of those movies. I've been watching a lot of the Star Wars, the Mandalorian, that kind of stuff. Kids are kind of lukewarm. I don't know. I don't, I don't understand kids at all. I actually got I got 
pretty lucky with my kid and his taste. He loves all the Pixar movies. And he he's yeah. got he's got good taste in music. You know, I don't mind hearing the Ramones over and over and over and over and over mm-hmm. again. I'm like, it's fine with yeah. me. It's better than Raffi or anything like that. So I got lucky with my kid. He's got really good taste. Yeah, we've been watching. I'm. I mean, I'm. I gotta be. I gotta say, I'm happy too. Like. He's he loves the Studio Ghibli stuff from Japan. And oh yeah, he loved Nightmare Before Christmas. He sings all those songs. Like, yeah, like I mean, that's the other thing. We just I feel like the apple doesn't fall from the tree far from the tree. If you if you play them crap, they're gonna like crap. If you don't, then they probably won't. Maybe I, mean, I don't know. If you want to talk bad parenting, my kid was a huge Rick and Morty fan. From, from status. Whoops. Yeah. One day we were watching it when he was like old enough to understand, and I'm watching two kids rip a leprechaun apart, like eat his intestines. And I was like, all right, we should stop watching this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, man. All right, let's get to our topic for today. It's the calm before the storm. Hey, uh, my name is Alex. I saw the message on Facebook. Um, I'm a foster parent, so the first time we found out that we were going to have kids, including picking one up from uh, NICU, was in the conference room of work. Um, literally got the call, looked at everyone and said, I have a kid. Uh, 66 days later, that kid went to a family member and I came back to work, uh, had to reach out to my boss shortly after uh, to ask him whether or not I could take paternity leave twice in the same year. Because <coughs> we got a call for three kids. And uh, with that one, we were closing on a house that night. Literally closed on the house, drove to Ikea, uh picked up a minivan on the way, packed it full of stuff, and came home, had a coworker actually ask me why my handwriting on the whiteboard looked so different, because I was losing my fingerprints to all the Allen screws uh, as we were putting them in. Um, Yeah, that's how we have three kids for the last three years. Hello, um, I'm a member of the Papa's group and saw this post about looking for stories for episode calm before the storm um just people who i guess what we were thinking when we found out we were going to have a child and um so yeah um my wife and i when we wanted to have our first child we were really looking forward to it and we uh bought the most expensive pregnancy test I don't even know what this was supposed to do, but we, um, yeah, spent a lot of money really just to make sure it was going to, it was going to tell us for sure we were having a kid. And, uh, yeah, so it was exciting when it came back with the double line or whatever it was. It beeped and told us, yes, you will have a child. I don't know. I can't remember, but, um, but yeah, and then we threw that expensive thing away. Second child, we were like, okay, let's have a second child. And um, I don't think we bought an expensive thing to find out. Um, we were happy though when that one also came back with the same result the first one did. 
whatever the cheap one was, it worked just as good. So, hooray. Both were accurate. How did you find out, Justin? How did you find out? Do you remember? Well, we tr- we were trying forever. So it yeah. was a monthly pregnant test, you know. So finally, yeah, uh, she texted me a picture of the pregnancy test, I think. Because we were just used to it not being positive, you know. Yeah. So then finally one day it was, and that was just like, oh, shit. That fucking <laughs> finally worked, you know. Like, now what, you know. And so what did what did you think once you saw what was it just like at the plus? It was a what was two your first thought? It was two, two lines. lines. <laughs> so two lines. Are you, are you like, are you sure there's that two test in there? <laughs> yeah, are you two sure that's two lines. and not just one? <laughs> yeah. No, I was stoked and relieved. I was like relieved because we had been trying for, for quite a while. Yeah. And uh a relief and excitement really was what kind of washed over me. It was it was planned and we were trying, so it was like not like a surprise and like holy shit, like you're pregnant, you know, and you want to keep it. Yeah, we might have to edit that out or make sure. Why? Yeah. No, I'm just uh, how about you, Ryan? How did do um, you remember? I don't. I you know it's funny. I um for anybody who thinks like weirdly that I talk about my ex-wife a lot. Her and I have a really great relationship. We're like super good friends. And so we talk all the time. And I called her on my way home from work today um, to talk about some other stuff. And I was like, by the way, I'm doing this podcast tonight. And the question is about finding out, like one of the topics is about what it was like finding out that we were going to have a baby. And I don't remember it. It was like, <laughs> I don't remember if you like, did any of those cute things you see on Instagram or did you just tell me or how did it go? And she was like, yeah, it just was like, you know, we were trying for a couple months, like five or six months. And she was like, I took a test. And I came out and I was like, we did it. And then I think we were like, congratulations, hug. And then went about our day. <laughs> <laughs> we were excited and everything. Yeah. But there was no like major fireworks or anything like that. Um, as for first thoughts, I was like, okay, I have a lot of shit that I need to do yeah. in the next eight months. Yeah, what yeah. was like the first thing that popped in your mind that you had to do? Well, so like I was a, at the, um, at the up until last year, I was a performer with Comedy Sports, the improv um, yeah. group. And every year they have a thing called Championship, which is like, almost like a conference. And all the teams from all over the country and Europe go to one city I had never been and I was like I gotta make sure I go at least once yeah because um, so your that. life has ended yeah you know that was the thought and it turns out <laughs> to not be true yeah. right. um, especially actually weirdly enough being divorced and having 50% custody I actually get time myself now so life has not ended at all yeah but, I've, um, I've heard that from my single parent friends too they kind of um, like it yeah, there's a weird like up and down to it. I miss the kid every second he's not there. Yeah, but those days that are long. But yeah, kind of but, like to fuck yeah. to have like a whole day, you know? Yeah. And, um, I mean, but like, anyway. Yeah. Yeah. And there I, was just. Go ahead. Sorry. Oh, no. Go ahead. You, you. I was just gonna say there's there's just a lot. Like I I I thought stuff like that. Okay, take one big trip by yourself. Those 
those kinds of things. And yeah. I, I had time and money to do them all, which was nice. Great. So you had to go to comedy sports. You must yeah. win the championship for your son, right? And is that what you're yep. like? This is for my son. Yep. And since for- it's, it's basically like wrestling, it's all kind of kind of fake. And so yeah. there was no way we were winning anyway. The home city always wins. But um, <laughs> it was still it was still a really great time and I had a lot of fun doing it. So, so. you guys are just like glorified Washington generals. You're yeah. coming in, getting know, dunked yeah. on. <laughs> but that's still fun. Two and ninety-three on the season. <laughs> well, that's pretty good. I remember shoot, I always yeah, I think I think at the time it was I remember with my first daughter, like we were getting close to getting engaged, and then my first thought is like, once Jackie was pregnant, I was like, oh, I guess we have to get married now. So I don't know if it was like right then. It's like, so do you want to get married? Uh, luckily, I had the ring before this because I was really smooth, and so I was, it was something like that. But um, so that kind of transitions into the, the overall pregnancy, which I gotta tell you was my absolute favorite time of of all this kind of stuff because uh, Jackie was always tired. She always went to bed very (laughs) early. (laughs) And so I was always just like, you know, we, we, we had like a big meal about seven o'clock. She's just like, Oh, I, I I think kind of tired. It's like, okay, you go to bed. And I just played video games for (laughs) hours every night. It was definitely, I always look back at those times very fondly. Hey, Bob, this is Amanda. Late as usual. I'm so sorry. Um, so, yeah, I will share our story with our oldest. Um, he is about to be 13 here in a couple of weeks, which I guess makes all of this seem even more surreal. Um, so when we found out, um, really shortly after I started not feeling so well, um, my husband and I had been married for a couple of years and decided that we were going to start trying to have a family. And it happened very quickly. Um, so we were kind of surprised about that, but I guess I don't know why. Um, and honestly, my first reaction was, oh man, what do I do with this? Quickly followed by, oh God, what have we done? Then very quickly followed with, okay, okay. So it looks like this is legitimately a new thing. Great. Now I need to go tell him. <laughs> so it was weird. You know, I had a lot of um, a lot of those thoughts, just random succession, one after another, and sometimes they jumped back and forth between the two. Um, my pregnancy was very uneventful, with the exception of I was extremely violently ill, um, working in retail and having to be on a sales floor. It was really challenging. Um, I don't think I have ever been so sick in my life. Um, I really struggled with keeping water down. Um, and I was on the verge of having to be hospitalized because I was so sick and had to begrudgingly um, lean on medication for the first two trimesters just so I could keep weight on. Um, keep food down. And that was really hard, you know, having to constantly carry plastic cups in the car. I mean, and I would, I would get sick at a moment's notice. It did not take a certain smell. It, it really, it could be anything. And it was 
really struggled. <laughs> it was embarrassing at times too. Um, you know, if you couldn't make it somewhere fast enough and, you know, I just, oh, I, I feel for folks who struggle with that as well because it was, it was really hard. Um, I also really struggled with the initial changes. Um, being pregnant meant I had to let go of a lot of control. Um, and complete honesty here, I'm, and I've, I've been working over the years and being more open about it, but I have struggled with anorexia since I was 13 years old. And at 37, that's quite a few years where I've gone back and forth between having good cycles. So, you know, some cycles have been really good, some really bad, and being pregnant meant that I had to completely be okay with not having a lot of control. Um, that was new for me, too. There was no control here. Somebody else was driving the boat. Um, I also struggled with, you know, being okay with gaining any weight in the fact that I didn't know how to carry it. I didn't know how to feel about it. Um, and I had a a nurse at my OB's office that was very unkind <laughs> to my struggles. And um, I just felt very vulnerable when I was pregnant. And that was something that I was not used to feeling. I did not feel like I was in control or allowed to be in a way, which I guess is very strange. But it seemed real, um, I guess, when I started to feel Zephyr, that's our oldest, um, move around. That was a trip and a half. I can't quite explain what it feels like to have another body inside of you, <laughs> knowing that and not let it just take you on a dark rabbit hole and a weird trip altogether. Um, but it is really crazy. Um, and I think because we have the opportunity to experience that, it it allows you to also have this strange out-of-body experience. Um, I really don't know how to describe it, but that's what made it feel real to me is when I was no longer just myself. I was legitimately holding somebody else, and, and that was – it was just something new altogether. Um, we did not attend classes. I worked in bookstores and libraries and had quite a bit of material that was around me, um, and friends who passed material down who had had children prior to my husband and I. Um, so we read a lot of books. I can't say that I thought any one of them was the right message. Um, I know we spent a lot of time feeling like we were going to hopefully not mess this up, but 13 years later, he is an amazing, amazing young man. His little sister drives him insane sometimes, and it's another crazy trip realizing that you are not only watching this person grow, but you are instrumental in helping them along the way. And that is a huge responsibility and terrifying, um, but also absolutely amazing. And yeah, parenthood is, it's weird, <laughs> but it's awesome. And some days it's a whole roller coaster of emotions that just leave you wondering if maybe you just need to stare at a wall for a minute and <laughs> be silent. Well, how about you guys? What do you remember about the pregnancy time? I mean, I, I wasn't pregnant, you know, uh, but yeah. I was like, I don't know. I just remember like thinking how fucking cool it was that she's growing something inside of her. And like, 
just watching her belly. We did like every month we'd take a picture in the same spot in the backyard. That was pretty fun to watch like the whole belly grow. Yep. You know, I was anxious and like, yeah. you know, cause know, it's just like, it's a topic of conversation. I work at a, I'm a bartender. So people and regulars always wanted to ask me about it and talk about it. I wouldn't, I wouldn't even bring it up, you know, cause I didn't, it's just like, yeah, right. She's pregnant. All the people here I work with already have small children, you know, like everybody's used to it. I've been around it for years now. Like we're a little bit late to the game because we did so much shit first, you know, like we traveled and we didn't settle down until a little bit later. And then we didn't have kids until a little bit later too. So, I mean, I was just like, people were giving us shit like that they didn't want anymore. And I was taking it stupidly. (laughs) (laughs) Um, You know, and then I like, I'm I'm a horrible procrastinator when it comes to like work around the house. I hate doing it. And, you know, everybody's like, do you get the room ready yet? Did you get the room ready yet? And I'm just like, what do I need to do? But put a, put a crib in there, you know, like what's the deal with that? So I painted the room and put a crib in there and you know, whatever. It seems like you did it very begrudgingly. You're just like, whatever guys just well, like I angrily did, I painting. Mean, I, I mean, I kind of wanted to do it too and make the room yeah. his, you know, or, well, we didn't actually know what we were having. We kept it a surprise, but one, oh. of, the ultra, one of the ultrasound techs kind of blew it when we were in there once. And I was like, pretty sure it's a boy. <laughs> She's like, yeah. I didn't was she like hot like, dog? She's like, hot no, dog. She, she just like, she didn't, there was inflection in something. She was, she she noticed something. I was like, you noticed something? She's like, oh, I noticed something. I was like, what'd you say it like that for? <laughs> Obviously, you saw a penis. Yeah, you know? what a boy that is. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like, okay, well, cat's out of the bag. But, yeah, in the end, it was just like anticipation. She, you know, she was, she's still, she remained really active. Laura, I mean, she was tired a lot too, but we were always yeah. really active. So she, we remained active and, we still had fun and packed everything in and you know finally it came and it was good you know he didn't need the room for a good nine months because he slept in our room you know in the yep. in the bassinet next to us another reason i could have put it off longer but <laughs> <laughs> yeah i know that's basically my summation of it it's just like i don't know pretty typical i guess maybe how about you, know? you ryan Again, see, I sound, I feel like I sound like a jerk. I remember very little about (laughs) pregnancy. It was pretty, I, my, uh, my ex-wife might disagree with me, but I feel like it was pretty uneventful and pretty, um, standard. Uh, like we never had any real scares or anything like that or any, uh, health issues. I, I, uh, have a pretty bad anxiety disorder, and I remember dealing with a lot of anxiety about all of the things that could go wrong. Right. Uh, but none of them did. And uh, yeah, we just kind of tried to enjoy life. We never really, again, never really took it like, oh, life is over. But we tried to do some things that we wouldn't be able to do otherwise and just get the place ready, yeah. Don't worry, Ryan. I think I I sound enough like a jerk for both of us with my own like just trying to oh, just just wait the her best, out, just wait her out until she's ready to go to bed. Yeah. The best part yeah. about pregnancy is waiting for your wife to fall asleep. So you yeah. can- <laughs> well, no, I'm just sitting here going like, 
going like, man, it's great being divorced because I'm not with this kid all the time. <laughs> and I remember nothing about the pregnancy. <laughs> oh, and, and uh, trying to say. yeah, my <laughs> wife listens to this. She's going to kill me because she she did have she's always had a lot of uh nausea and stuff like that. But yeah, uh, Laura was she would get sick too. Yeah, none of them were were really easy. You know, the right. deliveries weren't that bad, but the getting there was was sometimes a struggle. And sometimes you just gotta like just wait it out until they go to bed, right? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> you gotta support them. I think it's hilarious that we're even talking about this. I like yeah. any woman who listens to this is like, who in the fuck are these guys <laughs> talking about how their wives' pregnancies were? Another question. So during the time when, when everyone were pregnant, we're going around. Everyone has a lot of advice and or things that they're trying to give you. Especially you, Justin. They're trying to like, oh, I got a bunch of clothes. And you're like, thanks a lot. Like this is great. Can you think about the best advice you're you're given before you had a baby? Does anything come to mind? Um. Yeah. Let me think about that. Well, Not a think... lot of really bad advice. <laughs> okay, what's the, okay? So that's even better. What's the bad advice? Like people telling you to, to sleep now, like before the kid comes, as though sleep had like if you slept over eight hours, it went into a bank. Yeah, you have a sleep battery that you just like, saw. It's so that's great. not how sleep works. Like it yeah. doesn't matter if I sleep nine hours now. If I sleep four when the kids. I'm still gonna be tired. So, like people telling me to sleep never made any sense to me. Justin, so if you could, uh, how about did you do you remember anything? Well, I, a good advice was like people insisting in, that we carve out time, you know, for ourselves. You know, yeah. And, and I mean, that's it's hard to do, and I, we still, when we carve out time for ourselves, it isn't necessarily the two of us together, you know what I mean? It's like, so I, I mean, I feel, I feel like we're not even super connected because we, when we want time, we often want it to be solo time. Like I just want to hop on my bike and fucking ride, you know? Yeah. But we all, we still go out to shows a lot. We just had a show last weekend, two weekends in a row. We went to a, a show and you know, we're, we we carve out the time and money to do it because it means a lot to us to keep doing that kind of thing, you know. Oh, and totally. for me, even like be able to go on the road, you know, it's just like can't believe six almost six years into this band, and it's funny. Like I I totally did everything backwards. I started playing in a band, and we did all hometown shows when I didn't have a kid or was you know only like had a girlfriend and engaged. And then I get married and have a kid, and then I decide to join a touring band. And like, you know, it just seems like I, those two things should be flipped around. But I'm still, we're still trying to make it work, and it still kind of does. So, but yeah, I mean, coming back to the advice, it's like, stay true to yourself and just keep doing what you want to do, you know, and carve out the time to do it. But it's hard sometimes. I just want to throw in the towel and be like, "Yep, pick up a couple more shifts at the bar and not 
like you know just not do as much because I feel like I do way too much. Right. Well, you're you're fighting the good fight, Justin. It's going to be worth it in the end. You can't let go of yourself. Yeah, I'm earning you know my that core. You know, you can't yeah. just be like me, just in my cube, just like just yeah. slowly just crying every day just is <laughs> no it's, it's not it's not that dire don't worry guys yeah don't send help i'm fine okay so dire. all right the last kind of question slash fun thing that i was thinking of a lot of people do these reveal ideas did you guys do any reveals i know you didn't do it justin we re- i would say that we resent those ideas. right so this is so i was talking to so uh, my favorite thing to do is to give people horrible advice and ideas when they're having kids and just like, just talk, talk all this stuff. Like, I don't know. It's, it's sort of just like my Midwest kind of dry humor. Like for instance, you, someone's like, Oh, I, uh, I'm, you know, we're going to have a baby. I'm like, I'm so sorry. I am so sorry. Like, <laughs> like, oh, I got engaged. Like, oh, we all make mistakes. We all make mistakes, Emily. <laughs> um, but about that, I was talking to this one person that I kind of work with. She's a salesperson, and she did this reveal, and I was giving her all these really bad reveal ideas. So I was just <laughs> going to go to you guys. Like, what's the worst reveal idea you can think of? Oh, my God. Gender reveal. Here's, here's, here's what I said. So I, my suggestion was that, they, that she does a keg stand with like with all these people and then when they when she gets put down and she starts vomiting it'll either be blue or pink like i'm i'm looking for the story right now but didn't somebody start like a brush fire yeah what no, <laughs> somebody started uh, it was a okay headline here from cnn this happened in november of last year it says a Officials released video from gender reveal party that ignited 47,000 acre wildfire. Unbelievable. (laughs) Um, (laughs) What was the intention? I'm sorry. What what was the idea? These people, it says, it shows a video. I'm not going to watch the video, but it shows a makeshift target with the words boy and girl written on it. Then you hear a gunshot and the target explodes, revealing a blue cloud. And then they did this in a like dry field, and when it exploded, it caught fire and burned <laughs> forty-seven thousand acres in Arizona. Unbelievable! <laughs> I feel like that's uh, probably the worst gender reveal, right? No, I, don't, I was that, yeah. That's, that's, bad. Boy, burning half of the state of Arizona is pretty bad. <laughs> oh man! Oh, that's pretty yeah. funny. I can't think of a worst one because I just think the concept in general is kind of. But you know, nuts. somebody's going to think of something that's worse than that. You know. Yeah. Uh, well, we got a lot of good ideas. We got a lot of good um, stuff like that. Do either of you have any other last memories that kind of come uh, that come to mind during this time in our just before dadhood? Man, I don't know. I yeah. remember being really afraid, like. To go, to go away from humor and into emotion. Uh-oh. I remember being really, really afraid of not being able to connect with my kid. Mm-hmm. And I have not had that problem from the second I met him. Yeah. But it's a real, it's a real fear that I had. I was like, what if I 
they hand me this kid and I feel nothing. Yeah. <laughs> and then I've got 18 years minimum. Right. Right. But, uh, yeah. There's a yeah, lot of anxiety related to it. I would agree with that. I would just say, like, it's like nervous anticipation, you know? It's like, oh, but God, what's it going to be like? Mm-hmm. Am I ever going to sleep again? The only thing ever, anybody ever talks about is how they never sleep. And I'm a sleep wuss. You know, I got to get sleep. That's the one thing that never scared me. I sleep like three to four hours a night. I'm good. Man, I don't know. You're yeah. Good. Your flesh is weak, Brune. I guess so. <laughs> but you know, like I think it runs in the genes. Like my mom's the same way, but and also Laura is. And thankfully, our four or five year old, he uh, he's a champion sleeper, man. He, he sleeps younger early. one, not so much. No, Ray's still too young for that shit. He gets up too early. Yeah, our youngest, um, he has really struggled kind of sleeping through the night. He's he does it like maybe. 80% of the time, maybe 85. He's, he's doing a lot better, but there's those times when he, like he'll get up at like one in the morning and he'll just be up for four hours. And there's just like, you can't figure out what it's going to be. And those, yeah, I'm ready to get past those days. That's for sure. But you guys oh, spend a lot of time thinking about things you were excited to share with your kids that you were into. Like That was my major obsession. You know, I think at the time, like, there's a lot of that stuff. I, I wanted I wanted only about two things. I wanted my kid to be a Chicago Bears fan, <laughs> and I wanted just the kid. I just wanted the kid to be healthy. That was the, that's the only thing I could think about. Is like everything else, like it's a boy, it's a girl, it doesn't matter. Like I just wanted the kid to be healthy. I think that's the only thing that really just resonated in my mind. All that yeah, other I mean, stuff. That always, that always tops yeah, the list. but. Uh, now, like now, like I, I tried unsuccessfully to get them into some of the stuff I'm into. I think the youngest is I'm the best, you know, with some of the music I like because the That's girls are good. just like, you know, like it's, so. I think maybe the music, like some of the music yeah. that really like moves me, I want them to know like it, and they're just sort of like, can we just listen to Frozen? Except for my youngest kid who yeah. will like dance to punk music, so uh, it's not over yet. No, I mean, that's the biggest one for me, too, is, like, I really want my kids to play an instrument and be Mm -hmm. into good music. But I feel like that will just come in time. You don't push it down their throats. They're going to gravitate toward it. But, like, getting them to play a musical instrument and to stick with it, not give up on it, that's – that will be – that's one of mine, man. You know, I think I – I have kind of retreated back to, I just want them to be passionate about one thing. It doesn't even need to be music, just something. It could be dance. It could be. Oh yeah, totally. You know, like if, if, you know, if they're not quite, you know, like, and already it's really cool that they have their own distinct personalities. My oldest is definitely is like kind of loves to dance and, you know, like, and sing and have all this Mm -hmm. attention. She's much more of a performer. Yeah, you know, and that's and that's cool. I, it's just I think that's the biggest thing. They have to be serious about something, you know. I got real excited because um, I'm essentially a giant kid. Um, like I'm looking around my apartment now, and I have more toys than my son does. There's Legos all over the place, and most yeah. of them are mine. <laughs> you can see the comic books behind me. Yeah, yeah. So I got real excited to like have a friend to play with. 
<laughs> I was just like, this is gonna be great. We'll watch yeah. Batman and the Muppets. And... <laughs> totally, man. That's a big part of it. Yeah, so that that part's been great. Yeah, total good buddy. He's like such a good buddy. Both of them are, but especially yeah. four year old. He's just like so fun to hang out. You know? Just like my kid will just be like, Dad, you want to come on the floor and play Batman with me? And I'm like, Yeah. <laughs> Anytime ever. Finally. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Well, you guys, thank you so much for uh, coming on. We're going to call it. And for everyone, thank you so much for tuning into the first episode of the Dad Lineal. Dad Lineal was produced and edited by Bob Serrano. You can email me at aginghipsternetwork at gmail.com. You can follow me on Twitter at Bob Serrano 5, Instagram at Bob Serrano 79. Find and follow the Aging Hipster Network on Facebook keep current on all dead dead lineal news and remember call into our voicemail box 512-666-9165 thank you so much have a good night